We've been on the topic of lifelong learning of late and talking about your new book on this topic, Pastor John. It's titled Foundations for Lifelong Learning, Education and Serious Joy. Uh, In your new book, you talk about the excitement of learning. That's a phrase you use, the excitement of learning. And you mentioned the joy of learning hundreds of times, implying throughout that there's a joy in discovery and a joy aim in this discipline of lifelong learning. Now, you and I both get fired up when it comes to new discoveries that we find in the Bible or in old books by dead guys, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of talked about this in our episode before Thanksgiving. Uh, But speak today to someone who doesn't feel this joy of discovery. Uh, and they don't think of themselves as lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. Maybe they never liked school. Maybe they didn't get very good grades in school. Uh, they're just not wired to be lifelong students, not naturally. Uh, maybe they're more doers, more you know, practical, very practical, and not drawn to read hard books um, to the point that even your new book on lifelong learning would be a daunting hard sell for them to even pick up and read. What encouragement would you give to them? I'm reading this question and thinking, who am I actually going to talk to? The hypothetical listener out there, yeah. Right, and they're probably not listening. (laughs) (laughs) There there are not just two kinds of response to uh, lifelong learning. There are five, 10, 20, hundreds of ways people respond to things like lifelong learning, um, everyone is on a continuum uh, from the most academically accomplished scholar at one end to the drug addict or the mentally ill person on the street outside my house Mm. that I spoke to yesterday who cannot make an ordinary conversation, has no concept of, let alone interest in, the foundations of lifelong learning, and everybody is somewhere in between those extremes. I do talk to those people, the educated and the broken, two kinds of brokenness maybe. I care about them. I I share the gospel on the street. I pray for them. I pray with them. I try to connect them with sources of help or their mental condition, their economic condition, their housing condition, their physical condition, their spiritual condition. And uh, probably neither of those ends of the spectrum is listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, so who am I going to talk to in answering Tony's question here? Maybe, so uh, realistically, You haven't asked a stupid question. I know these people that you're talking about, all right? Maybe the most realistic audience of folks to to, uh, talk about is ordinary members of our churches who graduated from high school. Uh, They they were glad to get out. They got some uh, maybe trade school or professional school or um, apprenticeship, uh, maybe some college. Maybe they even graduated from college because their parents wanted them to and they were glad to be done. Maybe some of them are um, generally not readers at all. Uh, They may be dyslexic. I know people like that. Um, But they function just fine in their jobs. They found a way to make it work. They, They might have ADD but have learned to live productively with that, they, they simply do not approach the world as a place 
you'd want to go to squeeze meaning out of it. Well, that's the way I feel about the world. Yeah. I'll squeeze, yeah. squeeze some meaning out of this experience today or, or dig up discoveries. They just don't think that way. Hmm. They're mainly passive in the way the world comes at them. They deal with it when it comes. They do what they have to do. They, they don't see problems as a puzzle to solve or as an exciting challenge for wrestling their way to some new solution and greater understanding. When they think of learning, it's basically just figure out what the next thing is that needs to be done. Like, I got some shells to put together for my I, Ikea. Like, yeah. okay, I'll read the instructions as much as I need to, although I hate to read instructions, right? I may go to YouTube instead and watch them do it. <laughs> uh, tr try a new recipe. That's what they do to learn. Uh, try a new fishing lure. Find a, an apartment. Life is not for learning. It's for living. I get it. Okay, I get that. I know some of these folks. I, I think a person with that kind of disposition can lead a God-honoring, people-loving life. So, what would I say to them about lifelong learning? And I think what I should try to do is relay... Maybe that would be a word that avoids <laughs> academic um, connotations. Relay what the Bible says about growth in words and terms that are not connected to school, to school, or academics, or study, or even reading. So let's assume that you do not resonate with even the phrase, the joy of learning. It may be that what you mean by saying, I don't find joy in learning, it, what you may mean is, I don't find joy in the process of thinking, or the process of intentional study, or the process of reading, or the process of focused observation, or the process of pushing, exerting the mind in some endeavor. So what feels off-putting is not so much the discovery of something wonderful, but the disciplined process of study and reading and analysis and mental exertion. If, if you're a Christian, I assume there are things about God and Christ and salvation that are precious to you. Precious. And you know them and you hold fast to them, and they are a help in daily life. And if someone could add another truth, another one of those wonderful, precious things to what you already have, if somebody could add another truth about God, another truth about salvation that made you happy because it was such good news, you'd be glad. You wouldn't say, oh, I don't want any more good news. I don't, I don't want to be happier than I am now. Nobody yeah. says that. So it's, it's not the happy outcomes of lifelong learning, but the process that leaves you cold. Study, reading, thinking, analyzing, mental effort, all these feel so contrary to your personality. And that would be a huge thing to recognize if we could just agree on that, namely that we both love many of the outcomes of lifelong 
learning. So it might be we should linger here for just a minute. Mm-hmm. When, when Peter says in 2 Peter 3.18 that we should grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus, it's a command. He said, we, we should do this, do this, grow. He doesn't specify how. Now, if a person said to me, I don't really want to grow. I don't want to know more about Jesus. I don't want to experience more grace. Then I would say we're dealing with a problem of disobedience, not a problem of neutral personality issues. That's a defect of love, not a personality trait. So I am assuming that our non-lover of the process of learning would still love to know more about Jesus, would love to have wonderful things about Christ feeding his mind that he doesn't yet understand, that he, he, he wants to taste and enjoy and experience more of God's grace and goodness in Christ. So he or she hears the call to grow in this, and they hear uh, the prayer of Paul that we should increase in the knowledge of God, and they hear Hosea's warning, people perish for lack of knowledge, so let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. They hear all this, and they want this fruit. They want the outcome. They want these results. They realize that Not to want them is a lack of love for Jesus. So I would say to them, okay, if study and reading and lifelong learning is not the path, then pray earnestly that God would show you what is the path for you, you and your particular personality and your way. You may be surprised how he answers. For sure, he will say this. Get in a good church and sit under the preaching of God's Word. I know he'll say that. That's in the Bible. Everybody should do that. Every Christian should be in a good church, if they can. Be in a small group of believers who pray for each other and share thoughts about what they've seen in the Bible. God may show you a way to grow in knowledge and grace that is totally surprising to you and totally enjoyable. But don't stop praying till he does. Don't don't pray for a week and say, well, nothing happened. No, pray for a year, two, three. Pray as long as you need to in order to obey the command. Grow. Find your way to grow. Go forward. If you're not going forward, you're going to go backward. That's the way it is. We're we're not uh, in a pond. We're in a river, and it's flowing the wrong direction. If we don't swim forward, we're going backward. Here's one last thought. I hated to read until I was in the 11th grade. I mean, it was really, really undesirable. I can remember in the sixth grade, had to put a sticker on the board, a little cardboard thing in front of the class for how many pages you read. And I would look for the books with pictures. (laughs) 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 Then something happened. Something happened, and after the 11th grade, I loved it, even though I am a very slow reader. I know a man who barely finished high school, 
His grades were so bad. Reading was torture. He went into the army. And when he came out two years later, something had changed. He applied to Bible college on his own, put himself all the way through. Here's the last illustration. I was having breakfast with a friend recently, and he told me about his son who almost dropped out of high school. He finished, but then for several years worked in a minimum wage job and, and then got married to a good woman. And this woman, to use his phrase, kicked him in the behind. He might have said something else, but he <laughs> kicked him. <laughs> he, he applied to design school because she kicked him in the behind. And he finished design school. And today he designs visuals for companies all over the world. Now, if you would ask me, what happened? What happened in all those instances, including yours? I'd say, I don't know what happened. God just brought something into our lives and it was time something changed. And uh, things change. What was once boring can suddenly and for no apparent reason become a lifelong passion. It happened to me. It might happen to you. Don't be a fatalist. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. You might be surprised. Inspiring. Thank you for your testimony, Pastor John. Thank you for this new book, Foundations for Lifelong Learning, Education in Serious Joy. You get a copy today. It has the potential, I think, to kindle in you a, a renewed desire or a new desire to become a lifelong learner, even if you don't find yourself naturally drawn in this direction. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to ask Pastor John a question, type out your question and send it to us via email. Ask Pastor John at desiringgod.org. That's our email address. Ask Pastor John at desiringgod.org. We're talking about education and lifelong learning, and we transition a bit next time to talk about Bible study in particular. On Thursday, Pastor John will walk us through the process he uses to find answers in the Bible to a given topic that he wants to study. Very practical, very insightful. Don't miss it. I'm your host, Tony Rinke. We'll see you back here on Thursday.